Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 12, Episode 93. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and fact-checking co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on domestication and natural behavior of cattle. Our topics for this week are domestication of cattle. Types of cattle, purposes of cattle, and natural behavior of cattle. Cattle have been domesticated and handled by humans for approximately 8,000 to 10,000 years, beginning in the Middle East and North Africa. They were first raised as a convenient source of meat and for the leather they provided. Later, their value as a beast of burden was realized in Northern Europe. Egyptians discovered that cattle could also be a source of milk for humans. As with the horse and hog, domestic cattle were brought to the Americas 500 years ago by Spanish conquistadors and explorers. Christopher Columbus brought cattle to the West Indies on his second voyage in 1493. Cortez took cattle from Spain to Mexico in 1519. The first domesticated cattle in North America landed in St. Augustine, Florida in 1528 with the Spanish explorers. The English and Dutch brought other domesticated cattle to New England in the early 1600s. Oxen were inexpensive and effective draft animals for wagons and played a large role in the Western migration in the United States. More than one pair, called a yoke, were directed by cracking a bullwhip on the opposite side of the direction a turn was desired. The bullwhip was used for its noise, not on the animal to cause pain or injury. Because of the dry highland plains and more than 700-year occupation by the Moors in North Africa, the Spanish brought a nomadic herd-based method of handling cattle in a constant search for forage. The British and Dutch brought a territorial method of grazing and handler bonding with individual animals. This included providing shelter from the weather, such as barns and sheds. And today's herding and handling of cattle in the United States is a compromise of these two methods. Methods of handling cattle have improved significantly in the last 30 years due to the guidance of Temple Grandin. Better methods of Herding and moving cattle while minimizing stress has been promoted by Bud Williams, Bert Smith, and Kurt Pate. Most cattle in the United States were derived from European breeds, which are among the species Bostaris. The European breeds are selectively bred for either beef or milk production. The Brahmin breed of cattle bred for beef production is from Asia and the species Bos indicus. 
Robinson Brahmin crosses are more heat and parasite resistant than European breeds. Since Brahmins are raised for these characteristics and their independence are generally not handled as much as European breeds. Some cattlemen consider Brahmins inherently difficult to handle, but much of this may be due to the difference in handling frequency than difference in the breed's inherited behavior. The U.S. leads the world in beef production, followed by Brazil and the European Union. It is second in the world to India in milk production and dairy processing. Sexually intact male cattle are bulls. Castrated males are steers. A steer used for pulling wagons is an ox. Adult females are cows. Dairy cows are either dry, not producing milk, or freshen, having had a calf recently and producing milk. Young cattle are calves. A young female that has not had a calf is a heifer. Abby says she's still wondering why she didn't hear her name in the group of great cattle movers. Uh, sorry, Abby. That was a major oversight. Cattle are highly social animals that will form herds whenever possible. Within a herd, three groups tend to develop. Male, female, and mixed gender. Female groups contain about 10 cows, possibly with some young males. Male groups are smaller and composed of young males. Older males tend to remain alone when not breeding. Mixed gender groups form during breeding seasons and contain about 15 animals. By seven weeks of age, calves will sleep in groups. Social hierarchy groups within a herd include leaders, dominants, and submissives, also called subdominants and timids. When a herd moves, the leaders lead, followed by the dominants and trailed by the submissives. Roles as leaders, dominants, and submissives can shift somewhat among herd members depending on the activity. In general, the social rank of a cow is well established by two years of age and maintained by threat posturing, followed by budding, when the correct social response does not promptly occur. Young bulls play fight and develop tactics and test strength. They gradually become more aggressive and territorial. Higher social rank is based on horn size, age, and weight. The herd bull is the most dominant herd member. The bull does not participate much in herd discipline except in controlling young bachelor bulls. Other than breeding, its primary objective is to keep the herd separate from other herds. An older, heavier cow with large horns is more likely dominant than a smaller, younger cow or those with shorter or no horns. The most dominant individuals are usually not the most aggressive. Dominant adults tend to break up fights among younger herd members. Leader cows stay on the periphery of the herd at the edge of their social distance, which is the maximum distance that cows will stray from the bulk of the herd. Leaders are inquisitive and initiate movement in the herd. 
are also the most likely to approach a handler first. They are licked by other cattle more often than other herd members. Dominant members maintain a larger personal space than submissives. Although recognition of herd members is visual, auditory, and olfactory, since the smell is more important to cattle than sight or sound for identifying herd members, it's primarily by smell that cows and their calves recognize each other. Most communication among cattle is visual by bodies posturing. Vocalization, the moo, is used in demanding attention from others. A call, also called a hoot or a roar, is higher pitched and occurs in a series of short bursts. This is even more demanding and often indicates distress. Cattle graze by apprehending grass with her tongue for four to nine hours per day, mostly in the early morning and late evening. During midday, they often seek shade to rest and ruminate. Lying down comprises half of the daytime hours. When grazing, cattle spread out more than when moving or resting. When cattle are grazing, dominance move to the greatest distance away from the possible threats. Some management practices for cattle do not permit natural behavior. Feedlots are highly concentrated, unnatural environments for fattening cattle for 75 to 200 or more days. Grazing is eliminated and replaced by multiple feeding of grain and high-energy roughage. Feedlots became popular in the 1950s and 1960s for economic reasons. Feedlot cattle are typically raised with antibiotics to prevent liver abscesses that often occur from highly concentrated diets and hormones to stimulate muscle growth. A beta agonist may also be fed to reduce the development of fat, but that can cause anxiety and loss of hooves during hot weather. Veal is tender meat from dairy bull calves that are 16 to 20 weeks of age. Veal calves in the United States may be kept in individual tether stalls and unable to turn around so that they can remain cleaner until slaughter. Group housing of veal calves is mandated in Europe. Feedlots and veal calf isolation have some advantages over pasture feeding, such as labor economy, inexperienced animal handler safety, protection from predators and rapid weight gains. However, the weight gain can occur with a good handling of livestock and the risk of cattle being injured, becoming lame, having bloat and diarrhea is higher in concentrated animal feeding operations. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Brahmin cattle are usually more difficult to handle and herd than most European breeds. Feedlots and veal calf production is not natural. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. 
Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I talk about safety considerations for cattle handlers. Hey, Abby, aren't you getting a little rusty on cattle since we don't have any right now? Oh, I don't know if involuntary practice sessions with Todd the Cat will keep you tuned up for cattle. Thank you.